We went to lunch today and they just got me cackling about, we were talking about biology and she was talking about fungi. And so he starts, Brian starts dancing and moving his shoulders around. He's like, I'm the fun guy. Look at me. And we just could not hold it together. And she goes, well, he says fungi, the teacher does. And then Brian's like, well, he just took the fun out of fun guy. And he keeps going. He starts dancing again. It was so funny. She's, I love getting her awesome. to laugh. Yeah, it's awesome. She can't control herself. Yeah. So it's, it was, it was a sweet time and it was good for me too, just to have, just have a break. Yeah. It was good. Welcome to the marriage. Uh, <laughs> Let's do that now. So Lisa doesn't have to cut it here and take it all the way back over. Okay. Y'all have your part memorized. We gotta, we gotta amend your part just a little bit. Who mine? Yes. Again? Yeah, because my grammar's not good. <laughs> it's not on you. Just it's your grammar. Whoever, wrote, not whoever well. wrote it. <laughs> oh yeah, my grammar ain't too. Ain't too keen. well. <laughs> no. Welcome to the Marriage Unfiltered Podcast. I'm Brian Field. Hi, I'm Melissa Field. I'm Lisa Carter. And I'm Jeff Carter. We want to bring light and give hope to the realities of marriage. By being open and vulnerable and honest about the struggles that we all face. Removing all the filters to share what God can do in the midst of chaos. Hey guys, I wanted to jump on and intro this session um, like I so often do, so you guys know what to expect. The four of us sat down this week and just started talking, and it was pretty evident pretty fast that it had been a while since we caught up, which is really funny because these four best friends, um, we get together so frequently and debrief that when it doesn't happen, even for just two straight weeks, there's so much to unpack and unload. And you'll hear a little bit on this episode, but there was a lot that happened in the last two weeks that we needed to kind of process. And we decided to just hit record. And the result was um, about two two um, episodes worth of content. So as we were listening and editing, we decided there was just too much in there. And you know us, we want to be unfiltered. So we didn't want to pick and choose what you guys got to hear. And so we decided to split this episode into two. Um, so you're going to hear a little bit about the, the beginning of this episode is going to be processing just some of the struggles we're having as parents. And that kind of leads into what we really are trying to discuss as far as our motives and what drives us to do certain things and ultimately leads into such a great conversation about our motives and um, where, where, where our heart is as far as change and behavior and how this applies to marriage. We know this is a marriage podcast and some of the stuff is just regular real life stuff that you don't even have to be married to relate to. But when it comes down to it, if it's if there's not a heart change in your marriage or individually, you're going to keep on putting on a fake facade. And eventually that comes crumbling down. And we all know how that affects people around us, especially those we're married to and the people that we're raising. And so we're going to start out by talking about some struggles with parenting and then just talk about struggles vulnerably that we all have when we feel like we can fix things ourselves. It's a really great transition, y'all, because the realization that Alyssa has about her son trying to fix things, I can't wait for you to hear how that plays out in um, God teaching her and showing us how we try to handle things ourselves and how we just can't. We can't do it on our own, so we have to rely on God. Um, 
But just a heads up, we're going to stop about halfway through this episode. And then next week, we'll leave a little bit of a cliffhanger so you can come back next week and listen to the rest of this episode. Um, Once again, we don't figure anything out on this episode, which you've gotten used to by now. Um, But we just start churning the wheels a little bit. And hopefully you guys start digging into what that truth means for you. Um, as always, if you guys have feedback for us, we'd love to hear about it because we are no theologians on this show. We just start talking about the stuff that we've read in God's word, things that we've learned, and we hash it out. And that results in some debate and conflict. And um, we hope it just kind of gets you thinking about some of these topics so that you can figure out where you stand on them as well. But All that to say, we hope you'll listen to this episode with a discerning ear and figure out how it applies to you. Welcome to the spicy episode. (laughs) (laughs) I have no idea what that means, but we're a little, um, what's the word? Goofy. Yeah, we are a little feisty today. It just made saying that that spicy. The other day when when Brody was talking about his crush, and he was like, "She's hot." <laughs> like, Gosh, where, a nine year old shouldn't say hot. Where yeah. in the world did you come up with that? That kid. kid, how funny! That's awesome. Yeah, so it's been a a busy week for everybody. I think. Yeah. So last week we dug into. Uh, an older episode that we had recorded and kind of kept in the hopper. So it's been a couple of weeks since we sat and really recorded and debriefed. So I think that's why we're all a little bit wired, silly, lo- loopy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And not to get too much into it, but then the other car was in the shop for the air conditioner. So we've spent over $5,000 oh in two months on vehicles. a month, really. Yeah. And I love Brian so much, but it was a lot of driving. <laughs> downtown oh dude we had so much good alone time it Have was got it back yet yes yeah oh good yeah that was good That's did the hard. same people do that one mm-hmm. mm. it's Man. just because they can get it in and turn it around yeah no i like their and system they're honest. for sure they are but his hard. was in there for an entire week, week like a monday through a monday. monday of being serviced yes not just sitting there yeah. i mean it oh, could wow. have been sitting there I think uh, they, had, they had to order parts and stuff. Oh, so. okay. I got you. Because you, you got in his truck and turned on the air conditioner. like rattling and things <laughs> and breaking and all Man. that. So they're like, something literally broke off. So anyway, we're just not complaining about anything. We're going to be really positive on this <laughs> podcast. <laughs> no more. I think we, it's been a good couple of weeks. Yeah. So was, uh, there's been a lot happening yeah. for sure. We had a real good weekend. Yeah. yeah. Y'all had K's. Game yeah. and her, what's that thing called? Senior, senior night. Senior night. Yeah, they they do a celebration for the seniors on the volleyball team. And um, I did a really good job of suppressing my feelings about the whole night. And then Saturday, they came bursting mm-hmm. out in a whole nother form. <laughs> so, it was not good, but this, the, the night of was really, really sweet, really special. What do you mean? You like, just got emotional. And as an Enneagram 7, we push our feelings aside because we don't want to experience hurt or pain. Mm-hmm. And so I pushed the emotions of the evening aside, which when we were walking out on the court, I turn around and Lexi's just bawling. It was so sweet. Yeah. And all of us are like, well, crap, I was fine until I saw you crying. Aww. But just the recognition of Kennedy's worked really hard since third grade at this sport. And she's not always been recognized. She's been kind of B team, second 
best JV, you know, and then the last couple of years has been kind of recognized for her work. Then the, the next day was she came down with this head cold and her body just wouldn't perform. She worked her tail off Friday night. I've never seen her play so hard. Gotten, I mean, dove on that court so many times. But Saturday morning was completely depleted. Her body wasn't responding. And so she was mad at herself because mm-hmm. she just wasn't playing well. And they were losing to a team that they already had beaten. And so she was discouraged. And that's For where, the final playoff spot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's where my the emotions I stuffed down from Friday came out was in frustration for her. And I had to just kind of go walk away and help out with Jonah and not be out there because it was frustrating. But, and, but Kennedy was just really more mad at herself and her body because it wasn't performing. But my perspective was Kennedy was mad that she got pulled. And so in turn, I was mad that she got pulled. And then no matter what I had resolved to go, listen, you don't, you don't deserve to get a Texas Tech spot as a student. You don't deserve to graduate. You don't deserve a captainship on your team. You've worked hard in these things. You may earn them. You may not. And you have to take that as a learning experience. It all sounds good in your head. Yeah. But man, when it's your kid, you're like, so, yeah. But it's better for them to learn it themselves. Yeah. yeah. She was ticked. Kennedy was. Yeah. But she had some agreements and it all got walked through and everybody in the end handled themselves very well. I, you know, she was pissed and emotional, but she's a 17 year old kid, you know, so that's what you're going to get. You're not yeah. going to get maturity and, you know, but she, in the end, the way she responded, I told her after the game, I was super proud of her. I saw that you got really emotional and you were really pissed for a little bit, but you under, you started understanding what was going on and you started rooting for your team. And by the end of the game, she was in a better headspace and I'm really proud of her for going through that challenge. Yeah. That's yeah. what leaders do, right? That's right. Yeah, yeah. And she's a great leader. And she's really, be a what fantastic leader? She's a, such a great. Yeah. Fun. It's just crazy to me how the enemy tries to steal something like senior night. You know what I'm saying? Oh, like yeah. you were so looking forward to that. You stayed home from boot camp mm-hmm. to do this, and then it kind of turned hard. I mean, it's just a hard weekend. Yeah. So that's really crazy. It's crazy that we're sitting here talking about kids and parenting and all that because we've kind of been in the same boat with Brody. He's nine, and he is the flip side of that. He is entitled and prideful and thinks that he <laughs> he has he knows everything. He knows the answers to everything. And then he has a really bad habit of one talking back, but two like rolling his eyes and being like, whatever, you know, he and if you give him a compliment, he'll say, I know. Like he's very, oh, no. <laughs> very prideful. And so Brian was gone this weekend at boot camp. And I just was like, I'm at my wits end with this kid. I grounded him from a birthday party because he lied to my mom. I mean, s- silly little something like, hey, Brody, did you wash your hands? Yeah. And he's like, yes. And she's like, you didn't. He's like, I did. And I go, did you wash your hands? And he said, no. And I was like, oh, so I've taken, we've taken everything away where it's just exhausting. And I kind of at that point where I'm like, I don't know what else to do. I really don't know what else to do. So I'm like, well, I guess it's manual labor. Go out there and pick acorns. And you can't use a a, uh, <laughs> broom. a broom. You have to pick them up by hand. Nice. And um, so he did that. And he's he's he made some comment. I'm like, no, this is straight up punishment, buddy. Like, and so I was just really struggling all weekend with the the frustration of parenting. <laughs> it's just yeah. hard. And so um, I crazy enough Sunday morning we were getting ready for church and Ella um, had. 
like got out of the shower at like 9.55 and we leave at 10. I'm like, hey girl, you got to be ready. You know, it was like, <laughs> okie dokie. So we were later than normal. We were still on time, on my on time. We were late for Brian, <laughs> but he wasn't there. So it doesn't matter. But um, so I was just like, God, I just feel frustrated now because when we punish our kids at this age, we punish ourselves because yes. <laughs> I would much rather drop them off at a birthday party for yeah. three hours and yeah. let him do his thing and pick him up later. And uh, just, uh, I was like, God, I'm tired. And so anyway, the crazy thing about Sunday morning is I typically don't do a Bible study before church because I'm like, I'm going to church, you know, <laughs> yeah. sleep in and then get ready. But that morning I did a, a quiet time and I really think that that just helped my positioning in my heart to hear the Lord during service. And we had communion on Sunday morning and stuff like that. And the worship was awesome. And so, so powerful. Um, I really felt like God was telling me, like showing me that, um, cause we have two kids, right. And, and the legacy, the male legacy, um, is going to continue through Brody. And so the opposition and, the spiritual battle for his heart are raging right now. Mm. And so the enemy does not want him to believe and hold on to the truth because we, everyone who meets Brody, he has a good heart. Like he's very tenderhearted. A friend um, of mine uh, texted me probably Wednesday of last week and was like, Hey, we're going to go see that Lili, whatever that gator movie is. Oh yeah. Alligator one. Mm. And, um, I was like, awesome. He'd love to go. And then, um, I called him on and, uh, he was like, mom, I really, I really don't want to see that. And I was like, why? And he's like, I know that it's sad and I don't want to do that. And I can't like he in front of friends. Wanna, he doesn't want to cry in front of his kids. He doesn't want to yeah. cry in front of his friends. So he said no to the, to going Aww. to the movies cause he's just so sensitive. And so we know that about him. And when we can get to his heart, like when we can speak to his heart, he's very receptive, but all this other stuff, I'm just like, <laughs> I'm over it. So what God showed me in that moment is this is a battle and you need to, Brian and I both need to go to God with this and lay it at his feet and allow him to fight that battle because I feel like we're getting nowhere with this kid. But it just gave me hope that it's like, man, I got nothing else to, like, what do you do? I I mean, I don't want to, I just, I feel like God, and God keeps showing me all of these analogies. So there was a guy that stayed at our house that went to boot camp with Brian this weekend. So he's from Kansas City. So he stayed at our house on Thursday night and Sunday night. And if y'all don't know, we live in a pool house and it's two bedroom. <laughs> and so the kids share a room. Well, we wanted to give this kid this, he's 25 years old. We wanted to give him his own room. So all four of us bunked in our bedroom. <laughs> so we had Brody's twin and then his trundle and then our bed. So on Sunday night, when they get home, um, we go to bed and Brian is like out, like a, bit? Oh, yeah. like a minute and a half, he's yeah. starting to snore. Yeah. Well, then Brody's like, mom, mom, I need some sleeping medicine. This is not working. I can't go to sleep. And I was like, you've been asleep for, I mean, you've been laying there for three minutes. Like you're fine. <laughs> and he's like, I got to turn the fan down. It's too much. It's too much noise. Like just complaining, complaining, complaining. I need medicine, mom. I can't sleep in here. I can't do this. Dad's too loud. All the things. And we're all trying to go to sleep. And so finally, after an hour of him, oh, gee. like, I'm like, just lay down and stop talking. And so after an hour, he's like, oh, I just can't. I'm like, fine, you do whatever you want to do. I don't care. Go take medicine. Go, go drag your bed outside. I don't really care. Just do, do what you want to do. And so he pulls his trundle, like picks up the twin or throw, you know, rolls or pushes it out the door, door shuts. And then like 
gosh, probably 10 minutes later, he comes back in. He's like, mom, the clock is keeping me away because it ticks out there. Um, Just the clock on the wall. And so I'm like, take it off the wall and take the battery out. So he's like, okay. So he goes back out there. And so like 10 minutes later, he comes back. He's crying. Mom, I just have anxiety. Just, I don't know why. Just so freaking out. You know, all this stuff. And I was like, dude, oh, whatever. And so. And I'm asleep the whole time. He's snoring over here the whole time. So I'm like. I go, what do you want to do? And he's like, I want to come back. And I was like, okay, well, Ella's awake because nobody can sleep except for Brian <laughs> talking to him. Brody's talking. So Ella gets up. She doesn't say a word. She helps him bring his bed back in and shuts the door. And then, gosh, guys, 20 minutes later, he's like, oh, mom, I'm so nauseous. And I was like, did you take medicine? And he's like, yeah. I'm like, you can't take medicine on an empty stomach. Oh like you gosh. just can't. I go, go to the bathroom and throw up. I can't throw up. I'm like, well, then go to sleep. I don't know what to tell you. But it was one of those things where God showed me in all of that crap that like we do that ourselves. We're like, I got this. I'm going to do it my way. And then you go do it your way. And then you're like, well, I'm still not happy. That didn't fulfill me or fix everything. He thought that if he went and took his bed yeah. out in the living room, then he'll mm-hmm. sleep great because yeah. dad's not in there and all the things. And it doesn't work. It never works out that way. And then we come back in tears going, this is not what I, it's not what I thought it was going to be. So it's kind of funny to me how God's showing me these little things in these moments, but we really just need to fight for the heart of who Brody is and who he's going to be. And um, so it was, it's really good, but it's crazy to see when you, when you have, and it's just been years and years and years of this, but when you have the wisdom to see the spiritual battle, yeah, or you choose to, to know that it's a spiritual battle mm-hmm. and then you're like, okay, instead of fighting against Brody, mm-hmm. it's fighting the spiritual battle. So I get this parenting thing stinks. Yeah. <laughs> and so it doesn't matter what age. I mean, I have a nine, you have a 17. It doesn't yeah. really matter. Yeah. And it could be just, you know, against their heart or against other people, yeah. other um, outside the environment that's their but, influence. You know, it's it's all part of the learning process though. It's like it they have to experience that to know that they can't do it under their own power. Yeah. Yep. And so if they never experienced that, then they think that they can do everything. That's exactly right. So. Yeah. And, yeah, but I don't know how much more I can take away. But if you would, if you would have tip. coddled him in that moment and said, "I'll rock you to sleep. I'll go sleep out there with you," it would have never taught him. I mean, I don't know that he's really learned it at this point, but that's hidden. That's that's a seed that was planted of him at least going, "Okay, yeah, that didn't work on my own power." He won't admit that now. He's a nine year old and he's too yeah. prideful. But in twenty years, maybe he'll go. Remember that one yeah. time? And hopefully, hopefully, he figures it out before I did. I mean, I was 40. You yeah. have to let them fall yeah. a little bit. You have, and it's, you're right. It's more work on us sometimes to watch them fall and fail. And because you want to protect them, you want to tell them your stories and go, hey, this is the better way to do it because here's what happened with me. And they go, well, when I was, when you were a kid, like they didn't have technology. Yeah, exactly. And so, yeah, it was different, but it was not different. And the sad thing is, is you'll tell them the exact, you'll tell them something. And then I'll come in, or Lisa will come in and tell them the exact same thing, and they'll be like, "Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, and just like happens oh, with wow. Jeff and yeah, Brian. It's just yeah. the same thing. It's like I can tell Jeff things, and he'll listen to me, and vice versa. But when you guys say it, it just goes in one ear out the other. And we're, we're talking about Brody. Yeah, right. Isn't it crazy how it all ties together? Though? Yeah, exactly. Well, right. and it's we're, crazy we're all too babies. how yep. the enemy tries to get me spun up too because I'm frustrated as heck with that kid and then my attitude is not good 
you know? Yeah. And then it affects my day and how I respond well, to him. Because you're not sleeping. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's true. But I know you give Brian one solid hour and then he'll stop snoring. It's just a thing. I don't know. He's got to get to that certain level of sleep. But I knew this that level was like almost there because Bertie's deal took so long that I'm like, finally we get to sleep. But that kid, he talks in his sleep. Mm. Oh, really? And Let's move it's on. so loud. And so anyway, <laughs> cut all that out. Yeah, cut it all out. I, I do want to, whatever it's worth, I definitely appreciate his disposition um, in regards to what he's going to be when he gets older. He will be tough to raise, but when he's done, when y'all are done, you're not going to have to worry too much about him because he's going to have the confidence to go out there. And I say that with... He's going to be Jeff when he grows up. Well, <laughs> I'm not. I'm, yeah, <laughs> just when when he gets into the world, you're not going to have the fear of man. I hope he does. I hope he doesn't get run over or something. I mean, like not physically run over. You know what I mean? Like the world. Yeah, taking advantage. That's he'll, encouraging. Yeah. He'll take the bull by the horns and and yeah, he'll, he'll be confident. Yep. Confidence is a good thing. Yep. It's, yeah, hard, and it, it's hard to parent confident. Kid. It is. It's very hard. Maybe that's what it is. But it's crazy that we have a 13-year-old girl and she's like, we, like, and no problems. Like everything's. This weekend, you know, I want, I want to talk a little bit about boot camp because, man, it was, it was such a like breath of fresh air, man. Because you guys know this summer has kind of been hard, you know, with everything going on. And I didn't lose heart, but. This summer has been hard. What are you talking about? With work and just being overwhelmed and kind of um, just burned out. Not wanting to record. Not wanting to record. <laughs> not wanting to record. Not wanting to do really anything. Marriage night, yeah. You know, in in a ministry kind of capacity. Yeah. Um, but this weekend, God just He just showed me like. Because, you know, a lot of times in ministry, I think that you can you kind of spin your wheels a little bit and you don't necessarily always see the fruits of what you feel like you're doing or what you're putting into it. But man, this weekend I did. God just showed mm-hmm. me because there's all these young guys and they were hungry and they were and they were being open and vulnerable and they were asking for help and just being courageous and putting themselves out there and I was like this is what it's about cool that's awesome so it was good that's so neat when you've got eyes to see when god i think that happens a lot we get kind of at the end of our rope and then god's like let me show you something yeah and that's so you know that's always our prayer right mm-hmm. god just show us how much you love us like show us that what we're doing makes a difference yeah and he's like, I will. And it does seem like all of a sudden lately, there's been one couple or person after another that comes up and is like, hey, they just seem like they're enthusiastic about working on their marriage or working on themselves, which we go through those spells of people just showing up and not really wanting to do the work or pretending that they're doing the work and they're kind of bailing. It can get discouraging, but it does seem like there's just some fresh, um, the fresh spirit around the ministry right now that either they're reaching out because of the podcast or they're reaching out because they've come to the events or whatever at Stonegate. And, um, it's, it, it helps to breathe life into the, the ministry just a little bit, at least to the leaders a little bit to go. Okay. Yeah. Cause we had such a dry season. I feel like this yeah. summer was rough. It was like, here's, here's the divorces lawyer. Well, that's, divorce, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. It's yeah. like you, you walk with all these, walk, walk with all these couples that are just in turmoil and you tell, you can tell them 
what they need to do or kind of try to lead them to water, but they just don't want to drink it. Yeah. And so when you see somebody that actually is thirsty, it's like, man, it makes you excited. Yeah. Well, I think people want it. They're just not willing to do the work to get there. I mean, yeah. maybe some of them don't want it, but it's like, yeah, that would be nice, but I just want it to happen. And no, I, th- I think you're right. I think that everybody in the end wants it in their heart, but they just decide to choose other things. Yeah. Well, I think that's a really good segue into what we had planned on talking about. Yeah. That, um, really, like, what is that? Motives. Yeah, motives. Yes. So, why do you do what you do? I don't know that I. With somebody else, I don't know that I have anything to intro it. It's just been something that God has laid on my heart lately, and that I've actually, you know, been kind of struggling through. Um. So. For example. For example, um. You guys, I know I talked way too much about fitness and stuff on this podcast, but it's something that I I've always enjoyed, and it's kind of my passion. And I have never, never really hit, I mean, I've gone through like short spells of like laziness and stuff, but never have struggled with like desire. Um, and so this summer, again, the summer is just, I think the stress of what happened, what's, what was going on at work kind of manifested into my, um, my personal life in all aspects. And so one of those was fitness. I just kind of lost desire to do it. And then what I've typically done in the past is like, if I, if I'm lazy for a little bit, then I'll just like go twice as hard to try to get back to what I deem, you know, physically fit. And so this, this summer I just, I just have really struggled with injury. You know, I pulled my hamstring and then I, nursed it to health and then I hurt my knee and then I kind of nursed it to health and then I got to a point where I was feeling pretty good and then I pulled my hamstring again and so I was just in my quiet time I'm just praying to God I'm like God what's going on like I feel like this is more than just injury and I feel like God has just laid it on my heart as like Brian you're making an idol out of fitness like I don't you know I tell people I tell people that the reason that I, I do fitness and that I take care of myself is because this is my temple mm. and God has given it to me and I'm going to use it to glorify him and use it as my testimony because, you know, being an older guy and if you're physically fit, like people, you're, you're different. So people will ask you that are struggling with fitness, like, what do you do? And it gives you the opportunity to walk through it. That's what I say. And I, I'm not saying that I don't do that, but but I, God has just laid it on my heart, like, really, what is your motive? And my motive is, is I'm still seeking validation from other people. And, and the, the, you know, going back into my story, like when Melissa and I was struggling, that, that was truly why I was doing it. Mm-hmm. Because I wanted validation because I wasn't getting it from Melissa. And so, you know, I had signed up for a race in November. I was going to run a half marathon. I would already registered for it, paid for it. I signed up for a, a race in um, Bandera to do the 50K that I attempted to do last year. Mm-hmm. And God just said, what is your motive in that? Mm. It, and, and then again, brought me back to the point where it's like, I don't, I'm not saying that I don't enjoy to do those things, but I really seek validation for doing it. Because, you know, people are like, oh, you're doing a 50K? Wow, that's great. You know, I, yeah. I feed off of that. 
So it's not just been in fitness, it's been in ministry too. Mm. You know, I think that a lot of times you can, I can really get prideful in that. Like we're doing all these things and we're doing a podcast and we're leading marriages and we're leading men and women, you know, and, and I, I can, I can get pride, have pride in that. And I think that it's okay to have some pride in what you're doing, but not, that's not the motive of why we need to be doing it. And so God is like, Brian, check yourself. Mm. Like, why, why, why are you walking with these guys? Is it because it makes you feel good? Are you, are you really, do you really care about who they are and their journey and and their spiritual walk? And so, man, I've just been super, um, just really trying to check myself and everything. Like what, what is my motive in doing this? And so just trying to, that's so crazy. Cause we were texting this afternoon and I was saying that there's something that God's putting on my heart where we should also talk about idolatry at some point. But the way you said that really actually ties these two things in together. I, I can go get my journal right now from this morning where I was talking to God about how <clears throat> the Paul David Tripp new morning mercies this morning talked about worshiping the creation over the creator. Like what, what, what we're looking at that God gave us to point to the creator, sometimes we end up worshiping the actual creation and not the creator. And I've I've confessed and journaled for two pages about how my mind is more on my own health and fitness than on God as, as creator. Mm-hmm. And so in 2019... I ran my first half marathon in Austin. And my whole goal at that point was I was going to turn, I was at 39 at the point. My goal was fit by 40 was the phrase. No, I was already 40 at that point. So this would have been. I think it was before 2019. Okay, when I first started training for the half marathon. I think Austin was before 2019. probably. That makes sense. Yeah. Anyway, when I first started training for this half marathon, my goal was fit by 40. I wanted to do a half marathon and then do like a tough mutter. I wanted to be able to climb stuff and conquer stuff and just, I was going to get fit and be strong. And I ran that half marathon in Austin and it was the hardest thing I've ever done because those hills were ridiculous. I lost three toenails. It was awful. Mm. And then I got back to Midland and three months later, I'm like, I'm going to do another one in Midland. I'm going to redeem that time. And I'm running, I'm like mile eight, and I felt like a horse kicked me in the back. And I remember where I was in Green Tree when that happened. And I hobbled all the way back, like the last half mile I ran, but I was in so much pain. And that has led to my journey to where I'm still battling a back injury, which is possibly like a hip injury that I'm kind of figuring out. But all during that time, I was so discouraged because I was gaining weight. I couldn't do the... I mean, I was so active. I've always worked out. It's always been something I've loved doing. And God just kept telling me, I'm trying to tell you to be still. So it wasn't the same message I was getting from Him because I the validation, I, I didn't... I don't think it was so much about that. It was about my own needing to get my body to a certain level for my own self to approve of my own body, which really makes me mad because I look back on pictures for years and I can remember, look, I mean, how I felt about myself when those photos were being taken. Mm-hmm. And I've never seen myself as slim or thin. And people would say, oh, you're that tall, thin. And I'm like, thin? And I look, I'm like, yeah, I was freaking scrawny. But I did not see, I've always accepted the word big. 
anyway, all that to say that I have made my body an idol. And since I've been gaining weight ever since that's happened, it consumes me. And I have to lay that down because I don't, I don't want to worship. I worship my body, not that I love my body, but that I hate my body. And that's a form of idolatry too, I think. Like, so what's my motive? My motive is to make my body something that I can worship. And that's, it's never going to get there, first of all. Second of all, it shouldn't ever be there because it's the creation and not the creator. So I just think that's really interesting. That's a similar story, but two totally different motives. Yeah. Again, we're the same person. Uh, I was about to say me and Jeff are over here going, um, trying to figure out. that's but, not us. But yeah. Morgan uh, talks about that at boot camp because he was talking about how, you know, it seemed like every boot camp he went to, he was sick. Mm-hmm. And, um, and he, you know, they, they circled up and, and were having prayer before one of the sessions and Morgan's like, man, guys, I just, I need prayer. And, uh, I'm just, I'm sick of being sick. And, um, and John said, uh, well, I feel, I feel God is putting on my heart that I feel like there's an agreement there. And, uh, he's like, um, he asked him, well, how, how do you feel about yourself? I feel good. You know, I've been pursuing Jesus. And he's like, no, no, no. I'm, I want, I want you to go back to your, to the, how, how do you feel about your body? And he's like, oh, well, I hate my body. And he's like, that's a problem. Mm. You have, you have made an agreement that you need to break, that you hate your body. And so he's like, I, you know, we prayed right then and there. Um, I break the agreement that I hate my body. You know, your my body is a temple. You've given it to me, and it's something that I can use for your glory. Um, so I break that. I hate my body in the name of Jesus. I renounce the enemy. He no longer has control. And he's like, bam, healthy. Wow. So I think that we all make that agreement that we hate our bodies. And maybe that's something that, that we both need to walk. We all need to walk through is like, God, I break that agreement. Yeah. That's powerful. I think yeah. everybody could say something. I mean, because it's like, I mean, to be frank, I mean, if you ask people, what do you like about yourself? Very few people yeah. can like spout off what they love about mm-hmm. themselves. Yeah. Except for Brody. Except for that <laughs> kid. <laughs> well, can I be totally vulnerable and, and tell you that when you tell me that, hey, we're going to make that prayer, I'm going to break these agreements against my body. In my head, I'm like, ooh, does that mean God will say, oh, she finally figured it out, now I'll let her be thin? <laughs> just, yeah, yeah. It, that's the, the back of my mind. Like, okay, if I finally, I journaled this morning, like, okay, God, now God, I, you know, I see it, right? So we can go ahead and reverse the process. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but it's not, it's not just the prayer. It's, I know. It's a belief. It's the motive. Yeah, it's, it's the, the motive. Like, I'm not just going to say these words because you just say the words, they don't have any power course, in them. Yeah. So. I mean, he knows, yeah. but you still think you can manipulate him into going, yeah. okay, like I love my body. So can I go, can you go ahead and grant me the, ding? but it's funny because, you know, I mean, if I'm, I'm being honest too, like I hate the way I look right now because I've been in really good shape and now I'm not, my clothes are fitting tighter and I'm having to get bigger clothes and it's, it's frustrating. So, I mean, it's, it's crazy that we both like, I feel like. God has just both put us, injured us yeah. to realize that you're taking 
for granted what I've blessed you with. And I'm going to hurt. I don't know that God actually hurt us, but (laughs) he he allows allows us to get to the point where we do break. Mm -hmm. And then he's like, see, I mean, you're. Well, it's kind of funny because if you go back probably six months ago in our podcast, it's like, hey, how do we get these guys to jump on board? And they're, they're finally like, all right, here we go. They're finally just going to chill out with us a little bit. <laughs> yeah. I think about Eldridge in Love and War where he, at the end, he talks about, um, you know, we, we, we pray for happiness, but, you know, we don't get happiness. We, we don't get, um, I think he says, and we don't get health. We, we get these things when we search for other things. Yeah. The happiness and the health are a byproduct of us, you know, searching for, you know, God's love. And I, I forgot exactly how he ties it all together. But in the end, I think it's health and happiness, you know, are not a direct discovery that they're, they're found by searching for other, by, by finding other things. And I can yeah. see that. I can see the, the peace, you know, I can't just be happy, but I'm able to find peace. And when I find peace, you know, happiness will be there type of thing. Mm, yeah. And so I think health would be something similar is, you know, I don't know exactly what that is, but well, I think that if you're if you check your motives and yeah. your motives are yeah. pure, then it is it, you do get a point to where you're like, I I can feel good about myself. Yeah, but that's the the motive of what I'm doing is not just to feel good about myself. You know? Yeah. I think my motive or what I struggle with motive wise. I, what I know I struggle with motive wise completely surrounds money. And I don't, I've, I've been really thinking a lot about this here recently and, and God's really been walking with me as far as allowing me to, or testing me to relinquish control and allow, allow him to take over when it comes to these things. And when it comes to, you know, I've got all these, um, I don't know what I would say, like, like not status or anything like that, but I want to have, you know, a certain amount of money in our savings account. Is that me doing that? Yeah. A certain amount of money in our savings account. And I want to have, you know, a certain amount of money towards our retirement goals and, you know, debt free. And what do we got to do to be debt free and all of these things? I don't, I've really wrestled with the point of greed and, you know, I, and I've, y'all have heard me say this. I'm. I feel that greed is an issue for me, and I. I really feel that greed is not okay. Um, I don't. I don't need if I. Well, yeah, I'm sort of wrestling with that just right now. If 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 I get to a point, do I need more? And that's been proven to be the case. You know, when we've had. X amount of dollars, I've thought about, all right, well, let's get X amount plus X amount, you know, so maybe, maybe I am a greedy person when it comes to it, but I don't want to. I love how you self-counsel yourself on these podcasts. (laughs) No, it's great. Talking in circles. No, you just, you, you, uh, you give yourself counsel. I just want you to. As you process, yeah, yeah, I just so want to be. I'm just Keep trying going. to be as honest, you That's know. Good. About what no, my I think you're, are. you're on the right path. It's like we seek things that can't satisfy, and money yeah. is one of those things. Yeah. So you can, you can get all the money in the world, yep. and it's not going to make you happy. Yep. 
And it's because God has designed it that way. Yeah. The only way that fulfills us, the only thing that gives us joy is, is a relationship That's with right. Jesus. Mm-hmm. And we've seen that. We have, you know, a, a multitude of friends, you know, that, that are doing just fine and don't have to worry about a lot of things. And in the end, worry about a whole bunch of things. Yeah. And, and we see that. And I see that in myself in regards to worrying about these things. And God has just continued and continued and continued to provide and provide and to give me the thought of, please just let me take this. <laughs> stop, stop messing with it. Well, again, he's the provider and yeah. we're worshiping the provided yes. over the provider, you yep. know, and, and yeah. are we giving that back to him? Right. Like when it comes to my business and yeah, I'm worshiping certain customers instead of just, Hey God, can you take this and, and handle this for me? And yeah, so I'm, I am worshiping the provided, but as far as my motives go, that has been my walk definitely for 2022, you know, really for the last six months is God is really working with me on that. And, and it's a, it's a daily weekly thing of trying to figure out what, you know, I can do to just release it all and just to let it all go and allow God to just provide. And I mean, I've, failed at it as much as you guys have when it comes to the body. It's, it's a, it's a struggle, but uh, those days where it's all in line and he's taken it and I can sit back and have the peace, right. And yeah. the happiness because I have peace until the next day. Yeah. <laughs> it's cool. And he's going to continue to let us struggle in it. That's right. Forever. Yep. Until we do get to the point where it's like, I can't fix this. You know, I am broken. And I need you to, to provide. I need you to give me security. Yep, exactly right. Yep. <laughs> well, I think y'all that are go- all looking at me. No, the- like, no we're, we're just, just all sharing. It's all good. <laughs> no, I think that I'm processing, and I think it's a really slippery slope. So I'm like, I don't even know how this is going to come out. But I, f- I think that I have really, like with the whole body image thing, I, I feel like I've really laid that down and uh, not, it, it doesn't consume me like it has. So I feel like that strides in the right direction. And so my, like I tell Elle, like it was funny. I was, I still straighten her hair in the mornings and uh, I'm like, girl, you're like almost as tall as me. I have to like lift my hands to get mm. above your head. Now you're so tall. I said, <laughs> that's a huge blessing. Like I love being tall. It is so great. And I compliment her about like, um, just, uh, just certain things that, that I love about her and that I've experienced, like, I'm just going to say it, like I have really good skin. Like mm-hmm. I just have always had good skin. I, um, I didn't struggle. I mean, you know, puberty, you go through some stuff and, um, there's like, I don't have to shave my legs every day. Like I have really <laughs> great, like the hair. So I've always loved you that. Have to like find those really positive things. These little good. things that I'm always like, Ella, this is so good. You're going to have, you know, I know you're going through puberty now. What is but good skin? Just this doesn't have to be in the podcast. Just complexion. Like her skin, her skin is so soft. Oh, really? Like, and and her hair on her, like her hair on her legs is really fine. On her arms is really fine. Wow. Pull, pull up your sleep, baby. <laughs> <laughs> that's how my, that's how mine are, and I yeah. never okay. really struggle with acne. Yeah. Like so it's but but I also I'm not saying that in vain at all. I mean, hello oh, guys. But you're loving. Awesome. You're starting to love parts of your yeah. body. But I find parts that's of my awesome. body, and then it, like that, I'm like, I love. There's God has blessed us in our sexual life, like 
awesome. It's yeah, it, he has. But like <laughs> things like that that I praise God for. Do you guys and, need a moment? And yeah, like, there is a bed right there. <laughs> We already no never sure, mind. No sure uh, this may get what? edited, but <laughs> comment. no comment. But I feel like in that I'm not I'm not being prideful. I'm seeing what God has brought me brought us to and like these points of really trying not to make that my like because it used to consume me who your, I wasn't, God, who yeah. I needed to be and all mm. that stuff. So I've let that go. But then there's the flip side of like I will I will look in the mirror and go, holy crap, like I am not skinny. I've gained, you know what I'm saying? And so it's those moments of like, oh crap. So it's good to be comfortable and I am comfortable. Like I'm trying to be even more comfortable with Brian and things like that and come out of my shell in those ways. And you guys know, I've said it a little bit more, like I struggle. I struggle to to get out of a hefty sack (laughs) at night. I do. I struggle. I hide. And that's, and so I'm trying to not hide and I'm trying to be intentional and all of these things. And so God's blessed that. And so uh, where, where am I going with this? So I, I, I do know that there's still a need, there's still work to be done, but um, I am thankful in these moments where God is showing me that I'm not completely consumed like I was with those thoughts. And so there's still a ton of work that needs to be done, but I feel like um, what consumed me even a month ago is not... Yeah. So where would you say that your motives have shifted? Where would you say the underlying motive has made that change in you? I the, uh, we'll say that again. So it, we're talking about motives. So you're, there's there's been a shift, and I think that has to come from your heart. That has to be a heart change, not a uh, a surface change. So right. tell me where the heart change, the motive change. What does that look like? What's what we're your motives before and your motives now, what's helped you get to this point? Yeah, I mean, I, it truly is believing the affirmations that we tell other people. Like, you have to accept it for yourself. And I had to accept the fact that Brian really loves me the way he says he does, and he sees me the way he says he does. Because it's just like a compliment. You're like, yeah, but thank, thanks, but, you know? Mm. We can choose to go, man, I appreciate that. Thanks for that compliment. Not to take that in pride, but just like, I I appreciate I that you notice that, yeah. right? You receive it. And so... The more I receive the love and the the affirmation that that God shows me through Brian and through all sorts of things, and just the fact that like what we do does matter, and there are seasons where it's like God, I don't think anybody sees or sees what we're. I don't feel like we're making impact, and then there's these seasons where I'm like, God is so good, and He's showing me that what we do does bring life and hope to other people. And so it is working. And so resting in those things, I think is really important and has given me different perspectives. So when it comes back to the question of motive, um, I'm just really, I I am really trying to focus on like, my motive is to love people like Jesus does. And I am so not good at it, but really I want that to be my motive. I really want to get past myself that because it's selfishness, right? If that's all I'm doing is being consumed with with what I'm not. Um, And instead of focusing on what I'm not, it's who God is through me. And so who am I to stand in the way of what God's going to do in and through my life by saying, essentially, I'm not good enough. Mm. I can't be used by you because look at me. And like, really, I'm like, I don't know how, how this is working. I don't know why people are listening to me. I don't because I am a hot mess, but there's so much freedom in that. And so yeah. I just continue to pursue that. And, and so I don't know if that makes any sense. No, but. it does. 
you're celebrating little victories too. Mm-hmm. Like you're not letting the overall like picture of overwhelm you. And it's not just like with, with your body or health. It's like, we can all, all like say, look at the future. Like, you know, we talk about it at boot camp. It's like the enemy wants to, to keep you in the past. He does it. He wants you to worry about the future so that you can't experience the present because wow. that's where God is going to use you right now. So you're not, you're not looking at like, cause you, the, the one thing that has kept you paralyzed in the past is you're like, I've got so How much far I have to, go. to do that. There's no way it's, mm. I can attain it. And that you, that's not your mindset anymore. You're like, I'm just going to make small changes. Well, and I think to realize that God can use you right where you're at and stop Stop playing God by saying, no, God can't use me because of X, Y, and Z. It's like, like I have to be open to the impact that I can make. And so it's like, okay, let's, let's do this thing. So I don't know. Well, like I said earlier, we are going to stop this episode right here. Um, We're going to leave with Alyssa leaving us in a bit of a cliffhanger talking about where God's taking her on her journey and how difficult times in their marriage and in her life have really um, started really refining her and her walk and the way she sees herself and the way she sees her journey. And it gets all of us thinking and the conversation just gets better, y'all. Well, I mean, we think it did. (laughs) We dig in a little deeper. We challenge a little bit more as we always do. Jeff had a few more revelations that we all had to point out to him as we always do. Um, But we love that we have a safe place that we can hash all of this out. And then we put it on the airways for y'all to listen to. But we hope you guys will tune back in next week. Listen to next week's episode. Um, it will drop the usual time and we're going to finish this conversation then. We can't wait for you guys to let us know what you think. Have a great week, you guys.